Thank you for tuning in to the Diligent Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, we talk about the Bible, speak the truth, and make Bible study come to life. Here is your host, Joshua Cantrell. Welcome to the Diligent Podcast, where we make Bible study come to life. I'm your host, Joshua Cantrell. So excited for another episode here on the Diligent Podcast. Today, our study is going to come from Luke chapter 5. Again, that is Luke, the fifth chapter. I think, well, I know when you read the New Testament, there is overwhelming evidence for getting out of your comfort zone. I don't think anything great has ever been accomplished by not getting out of your comfort zone. In fact, when you really think about Christianity, it's really all about getting out of your comfort zone. Here's a good thought. Henry Ford, Steve Jobs, and Elon Musk. Their dream wasn't to make money. Their dream was to change the future for the better. Money's just what they got for being right. And I said that to say in life sometimes, many times, and again, especially throughout the Bible, in order to be great, in order to do something that will stand the test of time, we have to get out of our comfort zone. In Luke chapter 5 here, Jesus is having a conversation with some fishermen. Now, who, I guess a better way to ask this question is, more often than not, who knows the most about something? Well, you may say, well, of course, someone who studied that particular, uh, particular topic. And I would say you're absolutely right. I don't go to a dentist to ask him about surgery questions. No, I go to a surgeon. Or I don't go to a, a farmer and ask him about dental. No, I go to a, you know. And so in Luke chapter five here, it's so powerful because when you look at this in its context, Jesus is the master teacher. On any given subject, on any given day, Jesus knows what he's talking about. And I think sometimes we fail to realize that. And sometimes throughout the Bible, those who are talking to Jesus fail to realize that as well. You know, we're we're not just talking to someone. Very often, what do we do in life? We talk to people who are really, uh, who are pretty much our age, and we like to get advice from them on certain things, things they have not lived through, things they don't know about. And we do that because we're comfortable with them. Why not go to someone who, has been there, who has done that, who has the knowledge, who has the experience to help you out so you don't have to make the same mistakes they made. Well, it's because we like to do it our way sometimes. In Luke chapter 5, Jesus is going to have a conversation with these men. The Bible says in verse number 1 of Luke 5, And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret, or the Sea of Galilee. And saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them, and they were washing their necks. 
And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he should thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Very often, when you read about Jesus being on these boats, being on these ships, I think Mark chapter 4 especially gives us a better picture of that. Jesus often used these boats as a pulpit. He often used these as a stepping tool uh, so he's able to talk to people and they can see him. And, and so his word is going out. Verse number four says, now, when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drop. So here is Jesus talking to a fisherman. And so in verse number five, and Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have we have told and tarry all. J- Jesus, you you do realize we've been out here all night, is basically what he's saying. And we have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. I guess here in this particular section of scripture, he has what I like to call almost sure faith. I know that's kind of kind of redundant in a lot of ways, but almost sure faith. He is almost sure, but he's not really sure. I know Jesus says I need to launch out into the deep. I know Jesus says I need to cast my net. I, you know, I, I guess I'll do it. I mean, he is Jesus the Christ. I've seen him in chapter three. Uh, heal the sick. I've seen him do all these great things. So I'm going to trust that he knows what he's talking about. And I think that's so important for us today, my friends. We have to trust that God knows what he's talking about. There have been many of times where I have been talking to people and I'm saying to myself, this person has no idea what they're talking about. They're completely oblivious to what's going on It would be best if they just stopped talking. But when it comes to God, we need to take him at his word. If God told me to walk through a wall, I would do it because I have enough faith that he would allow the wall to be opened up. God told Abraham in Genesis chapter 11, the end of that chapter, taking us to chapter 12, one through three. God told Abraham, leave everything, go into a land, go into a country. I'm going to show you. You don't read about Abraham arguing and debating with God. Well, well, God, I, I know you told me to go, but I'm not really sure. And, and, and I understand what you know. The Bible says Abraham went not knowing where he was going to go. And when you read Hebrews chapter 11, you see all those verses there attributed to Abraham. Verse 13, these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but seeing them afar off. He goes on to say, but now we desire a better country that is an heavenly country. Verse 16, wherefore God is not to be shamed to call their God, for he had prepared for them a city. Abraham looked for a city which have no foundations, whose builder and whose maker is God. My friends, we have to trust that God knows where we are going, where we are headed, even when we don't know. And I know sometimes we wish that we knew where we were going, what we were doing, but life just doesn't work that way. We see that in our lives. I see that in my life. You see that in your life. And we see, and we see that throughout the Bible as well. Jesus tells Simon, cast out your net. Simon said, well, Lord, you do know You've tarried all night, but at thy word, I will let down my net. 
And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes in their net break. You always get more with God. Whatever you give God up for, you are going to have less than you had when you started out. God, all you God always, I don't know how he does it. It's really not my business how he does it. But God always has a way of meeting our, or not even meeting our expectations, really blowing our expectations out of the water. If you remember in Ephesians chapter three, verse number 20, of course, that context there, verse number 14 and following there, Paul talks about that prayer. Verse 14, I bow my knees unto the father. He says in verse number 16 that the inner man is being strengthened. But in verse number 20, he says now unto him that is able to do what is God able to do, Paul? He's able to do exceedingly abundantly. Paul says, above all that we ask or think, according to the power, Paul says, that worketh in us. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly, my friends, above all that we ask or think. I don't know about you, but I like to think sometimes I have a pretty cool imagination. Paul says, your imagination is nothing compared to what the God in heaven can do for you. And I believe that is just a marvelous thing to think about me as his child, me as a disciple, me as a Christian, that if I do what God has called me to do, and and you know what? Sometimes my faith, it may even be a little shaky, but yet God still blesses us. The Bible says, They enclosed a great multitude of fishes, so great that the necks began to break. And the Bible says, and they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and both of these ships were filled. And the Bible says they were so filled that they began to sink. How about that? Verse eight says, when Simon Peter saw it, He fell down at Jesus's knees saying, depart from me, O Lord, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished and all that were with him at the draught of the fishes which had been taken. And the Bible says in verse number 11, and when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. They forsook all and followed Jesus. When I read the Bible, when I read passages such as Luke chapter 5, 1 down to verse number 11, my friends, that, that encourages me. It motivates me. It builds my faith. Because I know if Jesus can do that for them, I know he can do something for me. Now, it, it may not be just like he did it for them. It may not be just like for you or me or vice versa. But I do know If I do what God has commanded me to do, my friends, I know if I am faithful to my Lord, God will always give me more than enough. But I have to have enough faith. Trust him. Even if I can't see him, even if I don't know, man, how is this going to work out? How is that situation going to work out? I I don't know what's going to happen. If you remember over in Romans chapter eight, that powerful, powerful chapter there, verse number 24, Paul says, for we are saved by hope, but hope that is not seen is not hope for what a man seeth, 
what does he yet hope for? Paul said, if you can see it, if you can put your hands on it, Paul says, it's nothing to hope for. But if we hope that we see not, then do we have patience to wait for it? My friends, I have been praying for something for the past, I don't know how long. And for so long, the Lord has been telling me no until recently. Friends, you always get more with God. And I think every time in our minds we come up with a reason as to why we doubt God, God gives us another reason as to why we shouldn't. Jesus tells these men, go out, launch out into the deep. You see, just because they weren't successful the first time, that did not stop them. Failure is only a prelude to success. How do I know this will work? Well, I have no idea if I don't try. How do I know? The question, not whether or not you're going to know. The question is whether or not you're going to trust him. Who knows? My friends. Jesus tells these men to launch out. That's exactly what they did. And as a result of that, they were blessed. Their faith was encouraged. The Bible says they forsook all and they followed him. I pray and I hope that we can be like Simon Peter and the rest of these, Simon and the rest of these disciples here in Luke chapter 5. That we trust Jesus, and we allow him to lead, lead the way, and we follow him all the days of our lives. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Diligent Podcast, where we make Bible study come to life, and I am your host, Joshua Cantrell. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's the Scattered Abroad Network at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ, even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.